Welcome to the Rock Creek Family Church Podcast. I'm Pastor Jonathan, and thank you so much for joining us today. We know that uh, there's so many other things going on, so many other things you could be listening to right now, but you have decided to listen to what God has in store for you on this podcast. So we just pray and ask that God would bless you in this sermon Thank you again for joining us. Don't forget, you are part of the Rock Creek Family Church family. Good to see you this morning. Good to be seen by you this morning. Good to be in his house today. Um, All right, now you guys ought to be wide awake because this is not, uh, we didn't lose our, our, our hour this week. We lost it last week, right? So turn to your neighbor and say, I'm wide awake. I'm wide awake. Now, y'all don't look at me like that, like you have no idea, Pastor. I'm a little tired today. I, I get it. I know that we all have these moments where, where life gets crazy and life gets busy, but what a beautiful time we get to come in and just rest in His presence today. A good time we get to be together as a family of God, and a good time where we get to just enjoy being His children. How awesome is that? How awesome is it to know that you get to just enjoy being His children today? Uh, that's what we're going to talk about is, in, is learning to enjoy that plan that He has for us. God has a plan, amen? amen. Alright, some of y'all also need to say it with conviction. God has a plan, amen? Amen. <laughs> amen, He has that plan. And the cool part is, I've said it a few times lately, because I really want you to get this, that yes, God has a plan, but... How awesome is it that he's invited you to be in on that plan, to to be a part of that plan with him? How great is that? Um, So we're going to talk about the fact that God has a plan and he's calling us. Then our job is to is to trust it and live it and enjoy it. All right. I know that's I know that can be difficult, especially when certain issues seem to rise up. But if you have your Bible, would you please turn with me to the book of Luke, chapter 19, and we're going to read verse 28, starting at verse 28. Luke chapter 19, verse 28. While you are turning there, I do have a couple of announcements, and that is... Um, guys, be prepared, okay, because Easter service is going to be a very special service in multiple ways, okay, so just be prepared. We're going to have a pretty neat surprise for you guys, so just be prepared for that. So turn to your neighbor and say, be prepared. Some of y'all look nervous when you say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a really great time. So we, we are going to, uh, we're going to have a good, good service for that. So just be prepared for that. Also, uh, I, would, I would really love for just us to just be prepared to gather in a big way on Easter. I know that a lot of people will be uh, still a little bit nervous about all the stuff that's going on, but we are going to definitely be prepared for that. And I want us to gather in a big way on Easter uh, let's just uh, let's come together knowing that God has a plan and that we're going to enjoy that. Just be prepared for that. Um, on that Easter day, we are going to have uh, a special children's uh, part of the service. or the, We will have children's service during that, that Easter service. So just let you know that. Um, so if you've got kiddos that's wondering about any of that, or if you've got kids, if you're hoping that you can... Um, Get rid of them for about an hour. 
uh, we will have a way for you to do that. We will have a special chil children's service on that day as well. Okay. Also, speaking of Easter, in fact, it's, it's coming up. It's fast approaching. And I love Easter. Easter is certainly, uh, so, certainly an important time in this church, an important time in my life. I hope it's important to you, right? Um, it's, it's a time in which we obviously not only remember what Christ has done for us, but we also celebrate in that, in that victory that he's won for us. And so we, to kind of get our hearts prepared, Pastor Jonathan and I have um, come up with some videos that we're going to be posting on our Facebook page. Uh, it's going to be one video every day of that week, of that what we call Holy Week or Passion Week, every day of that week to, to get us in our hearts prepared for that. They're just a short video. Um, I, I think, Jonathan, uh, did you do them short or did you make them pay and do them long? Okay, no, we're both doing them short. Good. We're both doing them short. We know how busy life is. So we just want to come in for a brief moment and help get your heart prepared for that Easter service. So just be looking for that. If you would, help us by, by, by when you see that video, share it out to maybe some people that you might know that it could reach their hearts as well. So, all right. We got that coming up. Easter is, is it's coming up. It's fast. It's here. It'll be here before you know it. Here before you know it. All right, Luke chapter 19. Starting verse 28. And when he had said this, he went on ahead. How many of you are glad he goes ahead of us? Amen. All right. Going up to Jerusalem. And it came to pass when he drew near to Bethphage and Bethany at the mountain called Olivet, that he sent two of his disciples, saying, Go into the village. Opposite you. Now the King James, New, New, New King James says opposite you. I know some of you other translations say ahead of you or something like that. Where as you enter, you will find a colt tied on which no one has ever sat. Loose it and bring it here. And if anyone asks you, why are you loosing it? Thus you shall say to him, because the Lord has need of it. So those who were sent went their way and found it just as he said to them. That's a good spot for you to say amen. Because <laughs> that's a good time where the disciples looked at each other and said, oh my goodness, it's almost like Jesus knows what he's doing, right? And so, but they were loose, but as they were loosing the colt, the owners of it said to them, Why are you loosing this colt? They said, The Lord has need of him. And they brought him to Jesus, and they threw their own clothes on the colt, and they set Jesus on him. And as he went, many spread their clothes on the road. Then, as he was now drawing near, the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God in a little bitty, soft, tiny voice for all, of, for just a work or two that He's done in their life. Turn to your neighbor and say, He's wrong. <laughs> now let's read this the way it's supposed to be, right? And a multitude, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud 
voice for all the mighty works that they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. So today I want to talk to you for a few minutes about one of my favorite subjects, and that is being a sanctified donkey. Father God, we love you. We do love you. We mean that not just with words. We love you. We love you, God. That's why we, we could just spend time in worship and singing and praise unto you as your disciples because, man, when I look back over my life and I see how you chose to help me, to, to bless me, to wash me, to cleanse me, to redeem me, to work in my life. And I would dare say I'm not the only one in this building that you've done that for. Even through the hardest times, when I didn't feel you then, I know, God, now as I look back, you were there the whole time. So, Father, I honor you and I thank you and I bless you because you are so worthy of it. So God, may every word that I say be covered by your grace so that it can bless you as it should. And may every word that's spoken and everything that's done in this building today, may it be for the glory of your name because it's not about us, it's about you. So God, I give you praise and I give you honor and I give you glory for who you are because you are good. And it's in the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. 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 I realized that um, early on in my ministry what my main calling was. And it suits me well because I have a body type that is much, it's built much like the cult of a donkey. Don't laugh, I'm serious. I learned early on as I was dating Stephanie, and I say this because she had to slip out and go do something, so, so uh, I learned early on, and don't tell her I said this, but I learned early on that part of my job uh, as, as a husband was to be basically a pack mule. Y'all are, are silent, and that means something, that y'all are afraid to say it. <laughs> Um, how many of you have ever been, whenever you go shopping, you're the one that's there holding all of the stuff while they're looking at everything, and, and uh, you're the one that does all, you know, most of the heavy lifting and those kind of things. So early on in my life, I realized that I'm built like a pack mule, and that's okay. I'm built like a donkey, and I'm cool with that. Even though I wanted to be tall, dark, and handsome. I got neither of the three. That's okay. I'm working it to the best of my advantage. Say amen to that. Turn to your neighbor and say, work it. Sometimes you just have to work it. You just have to take what God's given you and you have to work it as best as you can. And this is not just me getting up and saying this. I'm not trying to put myself down at all. I mean, I'm, I'm being serious that God has, has, has built me in a stocky way, and I've been able to use that to my advantage, even to the identification of who I was. Uh, I, I've told this to a couple of people, but um, uh, one of my favorite stories uh, when I was working with hospice home care, and I got to go in, of course, and meet with the families. And one of my favorite times during that is that first initial meeting 
with the family. That I get to know them, they get to know me. We just have a pretty cool time. There's no pressure in that. It's just, hey, let's just see each other's heart and how can I serve you in this capacity. And I had just went to a, a wonderful family here in Hot Springs and, and I was sitting there. We had talked. We had a great conversation. But how many of you are like me and you have a little bit of trouble remembering names, especially right offhand? Right. Um, so at first, you're, so so in all the time that you're talking with people, you're trying to associate. Okay, your name is Jonathan, and you've got a beard, and then you're about this tall, and you you, you okay. So you start doing all these things. Well, I try to do that, or I try to do that a lot with hospitals. I'm meeting a lot of people, and so anyway, so I, I apparently realized that they do that as well with me. That the, the hospice patients do that as well with me, because I had after meeting with the family, walked out of their, their home and um, had went on to my next few visits. And then I ended up talking later with one of our medical directors. And one of our medical directors, he, he called me and he was kind of laughing and he said, hey, I just wanted to let you know something. You're doing a good job out there. I know you don't always hear that, but I just want you to know you're doing a great job out there. You're really connecting with the families. You're really helping them out. And so I said, well, why are you laughing so hard? He said, well, I just left a family that apparently you had been with earlier that day. And I said, my first thought was, oh, my goodness, what did I do? Uh, what did I not do? What, what happened? Uh, he said, well... He said, I'm laughing because they didn't know your name, but they talked a lot about you. They said, oh, you did this good and this, and you helped, and you were personable and nice and all this stuff, all these wonderful things. But he said, but they could not remember your name. And so I asked them, I said, well, well okay, which staff member was it again? And before they said chaplain, they said, well, he was a, he was a kind of a full-bodied fellow. Dr. Bordelon said the bad part is, is I knew exactly who they were talking about when they said that. I'm like, going on a diet tomorrow. And tomorrow never came, <laughs> right? And so I'm, I'm not just being facetious about this. I'm a full-bodied kind of fellow, all right? Um, and that's okay with me. And I remember back whenever I was just getting started in the ministry. You know how sometimes you just kind of have to come back to the heart of everything? And this is why I love Passion Week, and this is why I'm glad that we get this opportunity, Pastor Jonathan and I, to give some videos out there to really come back to the heart of what that week is about and back to the heart behind the message of what Jesus is trying to say. And... Whenever I first began working in the ministry and began teaching uh, youth and then doing some preaching around or whatever, I had a little bit of an issue with, with uh, wanting to be used in that capacity because I never really saw myself as some big preacher or some, some, some big name on a big stage. I just really wanted to glorify and honor God. And, and this is when God called me to be a sanctified donkey, and he brought me to this passage of Scripture. And he helped me to remember that um, in this moment here, no one praised the donkey. Right? 
How many of you, when you read it in verse 38, saying, Blessed be the donkey who is full-bodied and carrying Jesus just right. It doesn't say that, does it? The donkey being almost, I wouldn't say an unsung hero, because he's really not the hero of the day, but the donkey being exactly what Jesus needed in this moment and fulfilled, helped him to fulfill prophecy in this moment, just being ridden by him. Just being used by Jesus. Now this is also, you remember, coming on the heels of a conversation that Jesus just had with His disciples. You remember that conversation where James and John are fighting over who gets to be in the best position, in the best seat, in the best place next to Him when Jesus enters into the kingdom. And Jesus tells them, it's what we talked a little bit about last week, Jesus says, you're missing the point of this. You have no idea really what you're saying. Because to be the greatest in my kingdom, I'm going to call you to be what? Now that goes totally against what the world would say, Right? That goes totally against what culture would say. It's very countercultural then, and guess what? It's very countercultural now. Because I think if we're not careful, it is easy to let some of ourself get in the way of what Jesus really wants to do. Now, when you dive back into this passage of scripture, there's three things here that, that I really want you to get. The first thing is this, that Jesus does have a plan. That Jesus had went ahead of them. I'm so thankful that Jesus has gone ahead of us to work some things out. Y'all ever read the book of Revelation? Jesus goes ahead of us to work some things out. Jesus has got this planned out and he's wanting us to learn how to trust it. He's wanting us to learn how to just say, God, you know what? I could come up with this really elaborate plan, but I'm just going to lay that down and I'm going to give it to you because you're the one that sees from a totally different perspective than I could ever imagine. He doesn't just see from a higher vantage point. He sees from, a, from outside of the time frame that we think we feel like he has to work in. How many of y'all need to realize that patience is a virtue? (laughs) It's a fruit that quite often I don't eat enough of, right? Because we always want it done now, and we always want it done our way, and we always want it done yesterday, right? Okay, I do. Maybe y'all are good. Maybe y'all, maybe y'all in your in your wisdom, you're good. But I know when God doesn't begin moving in my time, I start getting a little bit nervous. I had a conversation with uh, someone yesterday, and um, this someone yesterday got really blessed by God, and I was just kind of celebrating with them and thanking God for what He had just done in her life, and. And right in the midst of that conversation, she stops and she says, you know what, I feel like this. 
I feel like you just need to be reminded that you're on God's perfect timing. And you know what? God took a moment in which I really felt led to really encourage that person. And I was just trying to pour this encouragement out on them. And she stopped everything and she says, you know what? I feel like God wants you to know something. You're right on time with him. And you know what? That gave me some fresh air. (laughs) That gave me some much needed fresh resuscitation. Because yes, sometimes we get so caught up in all of the details of everything. We miss the message behind it all. And the message behind it all is that God has gone ahead of us. Christ has gone ahead of us to work some things out. In fact, if you read the rest of this this portion of the story all the way into the time that they go into the Lord's Supper. If you will read close, the Bible actually says he goes on into Jerusalem to actually find the upper room that he needed for his disciples. And then whenever he tells his disciples, all right, you go and you find that one carrying the water pot on the head and he's going to lead you to the right place. And it seems so magical to us, right? Like, how did you know that? When Jesus says, I know that because I've already been there. I've already gone through that. I've already faced that. I've already worked that out. I've already paid for that for you to be able to be in the midst of that. And I'm inviting you to come and be a part of that as well. God has a plan. We've got to learn to trust it. And I really, maybe we should someday take time to to really dive into what it really means to trust Jesus with all of our heart, to trust Him with all of our crowns that we have in this life, but also trust Him with all of the dings and the dents in the crown when it fell. To trust Him with all of, of our heart, to trust Him with the good and trust Him with the times in which we've struggled and realize that He knows you've struggled. In fact, He knew you were going to struggle before you ever got to that struggle because he's gone what? Ahead of you. That's why the scripture says later that we all are tempted. Every one of us have the same temptations. But Jesus has made a way of escape. But that with that temptation, he's made a way of escape for every one of us. And I used to dive into the Scripture and find out what exactly that way of escape was. And then it dawned on me, because I'm a little slow sometimes. It dawned on me, it's the one who said, I am. <laughs> I used to try, to try to finagle, well, maybe if I do this, or if I do that, or maybe if I do this, or maybe if I work it that way, or maybe if I conjure up enough strength. or may... And then I realized, no, wait a minute. He is my way of escape. That's the whole point. He came to be the way, to make a way for every one of us. And we can either gripe about the fact that it's not our own way, or we could take advantage of a way that is made and learn to enjoy it as you go. You know what? It's hard to enjoy something that you don't trust. You can't really enjoy it if you don't really trust it. How many of you have been burned by something or some situation or someone? Or, right? 
You've been burned by something. How many of you got a, a restaurant you will not go back to because something bad happened? Right? Now, if every one of you in here say, no, I gave him a second chance, then that tells me a lot about our society. Now, a lot of times we'll give a restaurant a second chance, but, but will we God? Will we a church? Will we a situation? It's hard to enjoy something that you don't trust. If there's someone that you don't trust, do you really enjoy being around them very much? I'm not going to harp on that too long because that's just, that's pretty heavy stuff. But I'm trying to get you to understand that not only does he have a plan, not only has he gone before you, but also we must learn to trust him. Because the more you learn to trust him, the more you can enjoy him. The more you learn to trust him, the more you see his character. And the more you see his character and know his character, the more you can enjoy the decisions that he's made and the choices that he's made and the things that he's doing and how he's working in your life. I'm not going to go too deep on this point because I, <clears throat> I talked a little bit more about it in one of the videos coming up. But I want you to realize something. When Jesus came and he was in that moment at the garden... The Garden of Gethsemane, which is, you know, just a, just a very short amount of time after this, after this moment. When Jesus was in the garden, do you realize what really he was doing when he was praying? And great drops of blood were falling and his disciples were sleeping. He's making the most important choice for both himself and us that he could possibly make. Jesus was not made to be on the cross. He had a choice to be there or not. He had that choice. Jesus himself said, I could call a thousand angels right now and get me out of this. Before you look at me kind of weird, remember what he said to Pilate? When Pilate said, what's going on here? I'm the one that could set you free. And Jesus says, oh, no, no, no. No, you got this wrong. I'm here because I choose to be. And you only are able to do this in my life because I've gone ahead and I've given you the power to do so. Jesus came and he gave us his choice. He chose you. Okay, does it excite you at all to realize he chose you? No, there's not a one of you in here wrestled him onto the cross. But he chose, you've heard the old saying, nails didn't hold him there. But his love for you did. And love has to have a choice. Amen? He chose. And so he came to a garden in which mankind messed that choice up <laughs> so that he could step into a garden and in his most important prayer of his life chooses not my will but yours be done. Now as hard as that prayer was, 
it actually set him free, set him on the trajectory of being set free. He has a plan. Trust it. And I'm going to get to this, some more donkey stuff here in just a minute. But first of all, I want you to understand, Jesus also worked with some donkeys called disciples a few times. Right? And the disciples, I love this point when Jesus says, go, go get this colt. And, and it's right over there. And they walk into town and they're like, he's right. It is there. And if there's any nervousness about them, about going and getting this colt that's not theirs, wondering if a guy's going to come out with a wooden stick or, or something and, and beat them over the head with a staff or whatever it is. They didn't have shotguns back then. so. And if they're nervous about that, you just turn to them and says, Jesus needs it. And then right then they're like, oh, okay, why? Because when Jesus says it's time for you to be set free, it's time for you to be set free. And he's gone ahead to work that out. And the disciples learn, oh, wait a minute. Now this is a very important point. Because if they could get this point, if they could understand that Jesus does know what he's doing, and they wouldn't scatter like sheep whenever he was taken to the cross. They would be able to hang right there with him, trusting him the whole way. God has a plan, trust it. If you trust it, then you can enjoy it. That's why the joy of the Lord, it says, is our strength. And so oftentimes I wonder how many moments in the journey of life, how many moments in the times in which Jesus has just said, just let me ride you. You just, you just carry me everywhere you go. And this is not about glorifying you. This is not about glorifying. No one said praise be to the donkey. But this is all about you lifting me up in your life in such a way that you get to be a part of a moment in which he entered triumphantly. And I wonder how many moments in my life I've let slip through my fingers because I did not enjoy the journey. I'm not talking about those, those heartbreaking moments, those heartbreaking moments that, that we all know that, that can show up in our life. We all go through grieving moments and hard moments and times of really tough stress and troubles. I get that. But I'm talking about all the other stress that I've put on myself. Because I didn't enjoy his presence in the midst of it. I didn't look back and think of all the things that he's done for us. That wasn't by coincidence that that is why they were praising. They were praising him because they know that as he goes forward, he goes forward in the same power that he held in, in, the, in the backside of his ministry. As he's stepping up into the front and glorious side of his ministry, all the time in the backstage of ministry, we've seen him working behind the curtain. We've seen him doing amazing things. And if he can do amazing things back there, then when he steps up in his glory, how amazing will it be then? 
And so they began praising Him for who He had been to them. What He's done for them. That is a big key that I think we lose a lot of times when we get so overwhelmed with all the other stuff that, all the other details of how in the world is it all going to work out. You know that famous passage of Scripture we all like in Romans chapter 8. That it's a promise that says, and He will work all things together for those who just like Him a little bit. And those that are more concerned about their purpose. It's not what it says. He will work all things out together for the good of those that love Him and know that they're called according to His purpose. Now, a donkey can be stubborn sometimes, and yes, that's partially why I call myself a sanctified donkey too, because I know y'all have never had stubborn moments. But I have a knot right here, for real, on my head. Because the other day in baseball practice, when you got 12, 9, and 10-year-olds throwing baseballs, and I was so caught up in what I was thinking about that I was walking right through the midst of every one of them throwing baseballs. I had a lot on my mind that day, and I literally was thinking about 15 other things. And I'm just walking, and I'm just thinking. All the while, these balls are whew, right over my head. Well, one landed. <laughs> and it bounced, because I told you my head is stubborn. And after the laughter, I had a little nine-year-old boy say, I'm sorry. <laughs> Are you okay? I didn't mean to do that. He thought I was going to turn him and rip his head off. And I looked at him and I said, Buddy, that's my fault. That's my fault because I'm so caught up in all of this stuff that I've got on my mind that I'm not enjoying this moment. And God gave me a wallop to the head to remind me, I got this. I got the, I've placed you in this moment right now so that you not to be worried about all of life so that you can be an influence in a little boy's life. And I would have missed that had I not got hit upside the head with a baseball. It's not the first time I've gotten hit upside the head, by the way. <laughs> but sometimes we have to realize and we just got to learn to enjoy Him before we even enjoy what He's doing. Enjoy Him. Turn to your neighbor and say, enjoy Him. And then live it. Really live wholeheartedly in that. Really let Him ride on you fully, completely. Carry him everywhere you go and whatever you do. 
And we would realize that our life is short. Well, this is but a vapor. And all of the things that I've done that, that hasn't mounted up treasure in heaven is all going to be for nothing anyways. And I'm not talking about earning money. I'm talking about just the things and the choices in life that I choose to do that doesn't glorify Him or honor Him. It's not going to matter in the long run anyways. But everything I do that chooses to lift Him up and let Him ride on me and let Him sing praises, not to me, but to the One in whom I'm carrying. Every moment that we do that, it lasts forever. He gets glory out of that and it does make a difference. Every right choice you make for Him makes a difference. Every single one. I'm going to wrap up by talking about the reality, though, of issues. <laughs> because donkeys have issues. How many of y'all have ever worked with a donkey? Donkeys have issues. Don't shake your head because you have kids. They're not that far apart. They're not that different. They're both stinky, they're both loud, and they're both stubborn. <laughs> We all have issues, right? This is why I love the Easter season. I love the Easter season because it proves to us that there is nothing that would stop Jesus in his tracks. There's no, there's no work in hell. There's nothing that Satan can do. There's nothing that he is so powerful that not even the cross would stop him in his tracks. That not even a borrowed tomb would stop him from moving forward. That not even a stone rolled in front of him would stop him from moving forward. That not even Roman soldiers posted outside with all of their authority in that day and in that time would stop Jesus from moving forward. All of the disbelief that the disciples were wrestling with did not stop Jesus from moving forward. All of the fear and the doubt and the what-ifs did not stop Jesus from moving forward. The entire Roman government could not stop Jesus from moving forward. There is nothing that can stop Jesus dead in His tracks except... A woman with an issue. You remember the story. Jesus from Jairus. Jesus, come heal my daughter. She's, she's fading fast. i got a 12-year-old daughter and I need help with this situation. It's beyond me. Come help. And Jesus says, I'm on my way. And He begins walking that way. But what stops Him in His tracks? Someone who says, I know I've got an issue. I know there's something in my life that is draining me from the strength that I should be having. There's something in me that is, there's more going out than coming in. I've got an issue. But I will not let a moment pass by where I'm not going to reach out to Him. 
I will not let this moment pass by when I know He is this close and I know that He is the answer. And if I've got to get on my hands and my knees and crawl like a donkey, I will crawl up to Him and I will reach Him, issues and all, as best as I can. And a woman with an issue reaching for Him stops Jesus dead in His tracks. And he says, whoa, everybody. He doesn't, and it doesn't just stop him. It stops the whole entourage. The whole parade stops. Because when Jesus stops, we all pay attention. Jesus says, wait a minute. Somebody touched me. And good old Peter, who had some issues of his own, said, you're crazy, Jesus. There's 5,000 groupies around here touching you. What do you mean somebody touched you? Jesus says, no, wait a minute. Power has just left me and gone to somebody who needed it. And he turns to find a lady who is there at his feet. And says, because you reached for me in your issue, I'm going to make you whole. And that's not where he stopped. He grabs her by the, gently by the shoulders and says, come here. And he stands her up. And he says, I want you to know something. I walked by this way on purpose. Go. Your faith has made you whole. I said that to say we donkeys have issues sometimes. Sometimes the issue is my stubbornness, and sometimes the issue is the circumstance I find myself in. It seems to drain me. But God always honors a reach. And we don't have to die in our issues. Our issue does not, need, does not have to be the end of us. Loose him. Loose him. Loose him. And let him go. When he turns to her and says, Now go, go. You're, you're whole. You're, your faith has made you whole. Now go your way. What he says to her basically is the same thing he said about the donkey. Loose her. And let her go. Set her free. Set her free from the thing that was holding her back. Set her free from the thing that was pouring out faster than she could get in. Set her free from the one thing that was keeping her from living the life that she wanted to live. Set her free. Set her free. I wonder how many issues that I'm holding on to because I'm not reaching out to Him. I wonder how many times I've not enjoyed the journey because I was more caught up 
and all of the, the details of how things are going to work out. I wonder how many times that I haven't enjoyed him because I really honestly didn't trust him. I wonder how many times and how many moments, how many moments filled with glory and praise have I missed out on because I made it more about me and less about just being the donkey that is sanctified by him sitting on me, carrying him everywhere I go. Brother Evan, you have something to play, please? We could get so caught up in all of the details that we forget that the heart behind the message. And his heart is this. He's gone ahead of you. He's chosen to love you fully, issues and all. He's chosen to walk by your way. You're telling me Jesus walked just slow enough that she could reach him knowing that she was about out of strength as it was? That Jesus chooses to love which thankfully undoes my choices. His grace and His mercy abounds so much more than my, my sin. How many of you are thankful for that? And Jesus basically is saying that out of all of the crazy choices that you've made, because of the one choice I made for you, now I'm giving you back the most important choice of your life. Issues or no issues, stubbornness or no stubbornness, all of that aside, you have this choice to reach for Him. Would you all please stand? As you stand, would you reach? Would you reach? Would you be willing just to reach out to Him? I believe that there's someone in the sound of my voice today that you hung up on an issue. And it is, I'm not making light of that at all. It is a serious, serious issue. I don't mean issue like you got something wrong with you. I mean, issue that there's, there's been something happened to you in your life that has sucked you dry. And it's been hard for you to get past that moment. Jesus says, reach. Just reach for me. And I will stop dead in my tracks and I will turn and I will face you. My virtue will be yours. Reach for me and watch and see what I can do for you. Just keep praising, praying, reaching, worshiping.
estando o maço Oh, with me, praise the Lord Pouring out my adoration I will bless you, I will praise you Bless the Lord, oh my soul Oh, within me, praise the Lord Pouring out my adoration I will bless you I will praise you, bless the Lord, O oh my soul, O oh within me, praise the Lord, pouring out my adoration. I will bless you, I will praise you. You have showered affections upon me. Pouring out your grace, never-ending, unrelenting. All because you have named me your treasure and considered me a worth without measure. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, O oh within me. Praise the Lord, pouring out my adoration. I will bless you, I will praise you. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh within me. Praise the Lord, pouring out my adoration. I will bless you, I will praise you. You paid a price that I could not afford When I condemned to death the Lord of Lords Chasing me, wanting me, you sought adoption As you viewed the cross, a necessary option Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, oh within me, praise the Lord, pouring out my adoration. I will bless you, I will praise you. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, oh within me, praise the Lord, pouring out my adoration. I will bless you. I will praise you. Praise the Lord, O oh my soul, for he is worthy. Praise the Lord, O oh my soul, for he is worthy, worthy. Praise the Lord, O oh my soul, for he is worthy. Praise the Lord, O oh my soul. Praise the Lord, O oh my soul, for He is worthy. Praise the Lord, O oh my soul, for He is worthy, worthy. Praise the Lord, O oh my soul, for He is worthy. 
Him, enjoy Him, and there in that moment of trusting and enjoying, He gives you life. You know, there's some things that happen in life that just seem to seem to just drain it all out of us, and we wonder how we can really live past that moment. God wanted me to tell somebody today that. He's not finished with you. He's not finished with you. That He has life. There's life. Beautiful life. Waiting on you. And the issue that's been tying you down and has not allowed Him or anybody else to sit on you. He's saying, now, now I need you in this moment to be released so that you can carry him, so that he can ride on you and that you can give him glory. He's not finished with you. There's more. He's gone ahead of you. There's more. More than you ever thought possible. There's healing. You didn't even totally understand how there could be healing from this, but He's got healing for you. You were wondering how you could get the victory over something so powerful. Jesus wants you to know He holds the key to the most powerful thing that could ever try to hold us back. He holds the key to death. And He's given us life. The key to be able to find life in such a powerful, powerful issue that would hold us back. Father God, we just love you and we thank you and we honor you, Lord. Forgive me for the times that I've made it about myself. Forgive me for times that I didn't trust you and enjoy you as much as I should have. Forgive me, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for putting a little knot on the back of my head. Thank you, Lord, for waking us up and reminding us of the choice that you made to love us fully, completely, wholeheartedly. Father, you are deserving of nothing less in return. We love you, God. How many of you love him? 
How many of you trust him? That's your key to enjoying him. And that happens to be the key to set you free. To have the strength you need. To keep walking this walk and keep carrying him on your back. Father God, I pray for everyone in this building. God, in those moments of struggles and issues, I pray that you turn and face them. And raise them up to freedom. You help us, Lord, to trust you and enjoy you and live this life you've called out. All for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to the Rock Creek Family Church Podcast. I'm Pastor Jonathan again, and we are so thankful and grateful for you to be here and join us. We ask that you would make sure that you subscribe so that you can catch other podcasts as they come out. Also, if you would rate it and comment, let us know how God has blessed you through this podcast. We love you. We thank you. Have a blessed day.